Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. So our last conversation, we kind of dabbled just a little bit on the five love languages. And when I got off the phone with you, I was like, I want to go more into that because I got something personal I would like to share. Mm-hmm, I'm in a sharing mood. But the five love languages, you know what the five love languages are, right? Yes, you do. The book by um Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages. Really? Okay, so maybe I'll go over it and it will refresh your memory, if you will. But the book is awesome, by the way. I think that everyone should read it. It's geared toward marriage, but I feel like it helps in so many different aspects of your life because, again, it is a self-evaluation tool, in my opinion, and it gives you the chance to understand, oh, okay, that's why I don't feel love because I'm not receiving it in the way that is my language, if you will. So again, the book is phenomenal um, by Gary Chapman. You should go ahead and read it. I think they have it on Audible as well, but we'll get to that later on. So I'm going to give a snippet of what the five love languages essentially is. So um, I went to the five love languages.com and the first one in no particular order, but I guess they have an order for a reason. So the first one is words of affirmation. Now, this says usually words are used to build up the other person, like thanks for taking the garbage out, opposed to it's about time you took the garbage out. You know, it was just ridiculous how long it takes you to do stuff. So with a person who has words of affirmation as their primary love language, they really are looking for you to build them up with your words. A lot of time, these are the people that when you do say something um, negative and you use your words, it crushes them a little bit more than the average person because the very thing, the very love that they receive through that particular vessel um, or that avenue of words of affirmation. So you can essentially hurt someone the same way that you can show them love. You know, you could say, you can go off on someone else and they'd be like, so? <laughs> but someone whose love language is words of affirmation, yeah, they'll replay that in their head over and over and over again. And it's like, why are you taking that so deeply? And it's because their love language is words of affirmation. The second one is gifts. Now, it says on this website that a gift says, he or she was thinking about me, and look what he got for me. That's why when it comes to birthdays or what have you, it's that extra, what did you get for me? And it could look a little gold diggerish in the generation that we live in, but a gift to that person who has the love language of gifts. Gifts translate to, hmm, you do love me because you thought of me. You thought of me enough to give me something that you knew I would like. And then it's just this ripple effect of, wow, you do really love me. Number three acts of service. This is when you're doing something for your spouse or whoever you're in a relationship with that you know they would like, like cooking a meal, washing dishes, vacuuming floors. All of those are acts of service. You're pretty much giving them a helping hand. Four is quality time. And it says that giving your spouse your undivided attention taking a walk together or sitting on the couch with the TV off, just talking and listening and all of that. Um, someone who really, truly appreciates that their love language is quality time. And then the fifth and last is physical touch. It's holding hands, it's hugging, 
is kissing, is intercourse, and all the other expressions of physical touch. That is the last um, love language. Now it says that out of all these five, each of you have a primary love language which speaks to you more deeply than the others. And then discovering each other's love language and speaking it regularly is the best way to keep love alive in a marriage. Okay, so full disclosure. Um, mine is acts of service. And that, well, because my order keeps changing. Okay, so look, out of the five, you can have an order, right? So at some point, my, my top, if I had to go from one being the greatest to five, eh, not so much. Um, at one point, it was acts of service, quality time, uh, physical touch, words of affirmation, and then gifts as last to me. And I tell you my mindset behind that. Acts of service was primary to me at one point because I've always had a busy schedule. It's always felt like, man, I feel like I'm operating the universe and I'm not even sitting on the phone. Like, this is just ridiculous. So anyone that took the time out of their day, time out of their schedule to help me with something was just like, wow, you really care about me. So that's why that really spoke to me. Um, quality time, don't know if you noticed, but I'm a bit of a talker. And I felt like if you can keep my attention if you can kind of, you know, vibe and be in the same mental space as me, that was just so much fun. Like, forget taking me out somewhere. Let's go ahead and just sit somewhere and talk. OM Jizzle, the best thing ever to me. It was like, it's Christmas time to my soul. Like, seriously. Physical touch. Holding hands, putting my husband putting his hand on my leg. I mean, it's enough to, listen, I'll keep it PG. Um, it's amazing. To me, it's just that extension of I want to connect to you. And that means the world to me. Uh, my fourth would be words of affirmation. Um, I think why that's a little lower on the poem toll for me is because I feel like people are not authentic with their words. So saying stuff like, oh, man, you did a great job and this, that, and the from just anybody, that doesn't mean anything to me. I feel like everyone just says, oh, you're beautiful and you look nice. And I feel like it's the polite thing to do. Because I, honestly, I just feel like our culture has gotten to a place that, you know, if someone's breath stink, you know, don't say anything. And if someone has something on the bottom of their shoe, don't say anything. So I feel like there's a politeness of like, you look great. You've been losing weight. And then the truth, you're like, no, that's not really the truth. So I've learned through my experiences that I don't really trust that what someone is saying is truth. So words of affirmation mean something to me if I know that the person that is coming from is truth. So someone just out in the street, mm, it's like, oh, okay. But if my husband says, babe, you did a good job, oh, man, super de duper Christmas time, like birthday, Thanksgiving extravaganza, like in the spirit. Like seriously, my soul is super overjoyed. And then gifts to me has always been a, eh, because I feel like anyone can do it. Um. You know, that's just the easier route, just to, hey, let me just throw you something real quick. No, don't don't just get me a card. Write something, you know, touching in it. And, you know, do it like the good grandmother did. Put a little $5 bill in there. Hmm? Listen, I don't care how old you get. 
you still open up your car. It's like, why is this, uh, where is the sheets that belong inside of this, sir, ma'am? I don't care. I don't care how you how old you get, right? You open it up like, are you serious? No one's reading the glitter and the, oh, that's a, mm-mm. We are quickly trying to open this up to see what did you put in it. Something needs to fall multiple or it needs to be a check form or how you did it. But it needs to be something inside. If not, what was the point? Just I, And, again, that's just how I see stuff, right? But it has changed for me, if I'm honest. Um. I think acts of service is up there, but acts of service and quality time switched for me. So essentially, the order stayed the same, just my first two changed. And I just realized that the older we get, the busier we become. And I see that as everyone is pursuing their dreams, their vision, their five-year, their 10-year plans, that we really don't have a lot of time to spare. And so I take it very much as a form of endearment if you make time for me. So, for instance, my husband did something so awesome last night. And to the average bear, that just would have been like, okay. But to me, it was just like, I could cry. That was so touching. So he has particular days throughout the week that is a little busier than the others. And he goes to the gym. And so on his way to the gym, he texts me, are you free? Because he knows that I have a routine, you know, in the home with the children and all of that. And I'm like, yeah, sure, why? He's like, no, I just wanted to check on your day and see how you, you know, just wanted to see if you wanted to talk. And so when I called him, I'm like, hi. He's like, hey, I just want to hear about your day. Listen, sir, when you, when I say excited, listen, you call, I'm tearing up now. No, seriously, because that's like so sweet. Oh, husband. Because my thing, I'm really tearing. Oh, my goodness. I love this man. Like, seriously. Because that speaks volumes. You mean to tell me in the midst of the hustle and bustle and you trying to get your Arnold Swartzen on? That you said, you know what? Quality time means a lot to my wife. Let me go ahead and squeeze this in real quick. Sir? Mm. <sighs> yep. She chose a good one. Yeah, so that means a lot to me because we can all use the excuse of, but I'm so busy and I have so much going on. Rightfully so, we all really do. Like you really in this day and time, you can't, people are saying, I don't have enough time to socialize. You know, I don't, I don't go out like I used to. You either appreciating your sleep more or whatever you're involved in, your commitments, your jobs, what have you, it's requiring more of you. And you're just like, it's not enough of me to spare. So certain, certain things take a hit. And I think that in relationships, it really is a, you have to make a considerate effort to say, okay, let me love you the way that you require because I don't want this busy life to translate to you as if I don't care because that's not especially if that's not the truth that's not what you want to translate so again my top two change quality of time is more because again it's busier and it's all of that acts of service is amazing because I love to feel like again out of your it just goes back to the busyness out of your business you helped me you lift the finger you said hey you know, I'm going to swing by and go get the baby this time. You go ahead. And, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, wow. You, I'm, I'm, I'm by Subways. You want something to eat? It's like, oh, 
and I was hungry. Now, that may sound like gifts, but mm -mm, to me that was acts because I may have already been on my way to Subway, but you took it off of my to-do list, and that is just like delish. My aunt had my daughter this weekend, and when I got her back, she was like, I already went ahead and washed her hair. And Listen, aunt, aunt Michelle, I'm getting ready to tear up again because it just makes me so excited. That was just like, you washed her hair for me? Now, let me go ahead and let you know, washing her hair is not fun. No, ma'am, no, sir. Her hair is Rapunzel-bound. She is super tender-headed. Just know that I'm willing to pay a million dollars a month if I had to just to let somebody else go ahead and experience that blessing, okay? Because I'm not interested. And when I saw that she did it, I was like, oh. Made me smile for the rest of the day. Like, real talk, it was just like, wow. And I don't even think I told her that. But you know what? When I get off the phone with you, I'm going to call her and let her know because that was amazing to me. But I want to go a little bit deeper um, with the five love languages because, to be honest with you, I didn't know about it until my adulthood. And it really made me go back because any new information that I get, I like to go ahead and reflect on how did it impact me growing up, Okay, and see if it helps me to see something from a different perspective, you know, in my previous experiences. So I had a very, 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 and I'm getting ready to get a little unveiled. I don't want to get too deep, but I just want to be honest. Had a very rocky relationship with my mother. So much so that I could have already deemed it and had 100% confidence behind it that she hated me. She screamed at me a lot. It was a lot of physical, because that's how she was raised. So beatings was just like, this is what we're doing. Um, and it just, on the outside looking in, it was like, man. You know, she said things out of anger that was like, ooh, yeah, you don't like me. And everyone around me knew. My friends would be like, why does she treat you that way? And I don't know if it's the firstborn being a daughter to a to a single mother I don't know if that has something to do with it but I know that it puts a certain amount of strain between you know daughters firstborn daughters and their mothers I've noticed a pattern with that especially if the mother is some type of stressed or you know because she's head of household and however that goes but I noticed that there's usually a strain in that relationship but let's continue so Again, I've had people that was just like, Yo, your mother is, she's a piece of work. And for a very long time, I believed wholeheartedly, not just because she said it, not just because I aligned her actions to say, no, I think that's real. I honestly felt like she hated me. And praise God that I've gotten to the point now that I can say that and I not even feel like God took the pain out of that testimony. But I have to share this with you. So when I was reading the love languages and I got to the point of gifts, I was like, time out. I can recall throughout my entire life that every birthday was amazing. Every Christmas was super de duper special because of my mother. That is the reason now I, I will be 89 still like, it's my birthday. You remember my birthday? Because I love my birthday. And that's because my mother made it a big deal. 
Now, I don't know if it's because her birthday was in the wintertime and mine was in the summer, so she just looked at it like, listen, it's a reason to go ahead and just make it awesome. So I was the baby that everybody came over from the family, and it was my birthday party in the daytime, and then it started playing slow music, and I had to go in the room. I'm like, wait a minute. It's still my birthday. Why y'all slow dancing? It's my birthday. I don't know this song. Hmm? I open my pajamas on. How y'all making an um an adult party? It's still my birthday. You know what? But God bless everybody, and I ain't going to hold it against y'all. But when I read the five love languages, I realized two things. One, we whatever is important to us, how, whatever our love language is, that's how we love other people, just off back. Because I think we... we genuinely want to do for people what we find is awesome in our eyes right and so when I looked at that I said okay knowing me and knowing that acts of service and quality time was a big thing it made sense to me why I viewed it as man she doesn't connect to me she doesn't love me because she was a single mom she had multiple jobs so off that quality time not there totally just like okay so I was the little miniature mom in the house making sure things were clean, making, you know, just holding it down because she's out there working 50 million jobs. So quality time wasn't it. Then when I wanted to talk to her, she was so exhausted. And again, this is from an adult eye view now. Now I can see things differently. So I'm like, oh, yeah, working two, three jobs is exhausting. And when you have this talkative daughter, that's like, and mommy, guess what? And then I'm just, I'm just shooting out at you. You're like, oh. If I don't get this four and a half, six hours of sleep, I'm probably going to be very aggressive. And that may have been the reason why she was so aggressive. But what I was able to see is that she showered me with gifts. And not so much guilt. Like, I didn't get everything I wanted. It wasn't like, hey, because this is, you know, I've been absent. Here's some new Jordans. No. She wasn't buying me no new nothing. Payless was my middle name. You have a nice day. She was frugal, okay, which is where I get it from, but God bless, I'm a good saver, okay? Thank you. And don't look at me funny then. Oh, well, okay, let's move on. But when it came time to celebrate me, oh, my goodness. I'm talking, I'm, I've, I've never had a Christmas that I was like, that's it. It was always above and beyond. And now that I can look at it in a different light, it was even beyond her financial capacity. I remember her going out and doing that. What's that thing after um, Thanksgiving? The um, Right, thank you, Black Friday. I remember her going out on those. And the we, I'm talking about after we ate, she was like, I'm setting my alarm clock for an hour or two. And then I'm standing on the lines early. And she would be so excited. Like, I can't wait to show you what I got. Because she knew, even though her finances were limited, and I'm getting emotional because I never looked at it like that. And I hate for you to hear me be emotional. But sometimes you don't understand someone's struggle or understand someone's, wow, really get emotional. And understand someone's love for you until you step back and see it different. I held on to the fact for so long that she did not like me. But I didn't see or I didn't factor in the fact that she was standing on lines for jewelry stores just so that she can get the percent off needed so that she can buy me what she wanted me to have. And I didn't get flimsy gifts. I'm talking tennis bracelets, new watches, 
anything I I mean to the point that sometimes I was like I don't know what I want this year because she would just do so much awesome stuff and I don't maybe that was me trying to spare her and feel like you do enough and I see you working 50 million jobs and I would rather have you home than working all these jobs but her thing was no 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 if I'm working these jobs um I still want to show you that there won't be any poor Christmases. There won't be any, you know, lackluster uh, birthdays. And she really made a commitment and she stuck to it. And then so in reverse, and I never even looked at it this way, her birthday was um, Valentine's Day. And so I would go above and beyond only because it was a holiday slash birthday. It just made sense. But she was always so happy. Like, thank you. Because I remember her saying that my grandfather told her, don't you ever let anyone cheat you on your birthday. You have your birthday and then you have Valentine's Day. So because she, you know, taught me that, I made sure that she had birthday and Valentine's Day. Because, again, once you tell me something, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm meeting you on that level. And just... It gave me a totally different perspective. And I think that if we're honest with ourselves, if we start looking at the people that we, mm, not so much, if we're missing certain elements from other people, they're probably loving you in the way that they require. Maybe quality time doesn't mean a lot to them, like the way it didn't mean for my mother. But maybe gifts were really how they can express in the way that they feel confident, like I can confidently give it to you. I don't think she could have confidently given me quality time because she was exhausted. And so I would have felt like, man, she doesn't want to listen to me. You know, kind of, again, I'm processing this as I'm talking to you. But I would have felt like, you're not even listening. Every time I talk to you, you fall asleep. And that would have angered me. So now that I think about it, I think I'd rather her have just said, listen, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. But can we just give people in our lives just a chance to it's it's probably not that you don't care about me and and you you don't consider me and you know you're you're not thoughtful maybe it's just they just show it differently and so we have to do it's kind of like it's double fold I need to accept the love that you're trying to show me as I can as I receive that I then want to go ahead and show you how I want to be loved And whether that's with a friend, whether that's with, because, you know, we love our friends in a certain way. And you start feeling some way like you don't hang out with me like you used to. You don't listen. People's priorities and commitments change. We have to start doing the better of having that reciprocated. Hey, this is what I can give you. Can you please accept this on this stage? This is all that I can give you at this portion of my life. It's a little busier for me. It's a little bit more hectic, and I just need people who are going to see, oh, okay, and in exchange, I can give you this. This is what I can give you. So we just did that all across the board, whether it was intimate relationships, whether it's family members, whether it's people at your job. Maybe such and such doesn't have an attitude. Maybe they're just not mourning people. You know, you never know. I think that when we start taking offense and when offense becomes our primary language I think that's just a cover-up for being selfish someone's not treating you a certain way how dare they you know caviar for breakfast we got to just lighten up a little bit 
And like the situation, my mother, like I missed key moments. Again, because we probably both didn't know. I didn't know about the five love language. You know, I'm sure she didn't know. I didn't know it either. But I miss key moments because of my perspective. So I've always made a commitment. And this is my commitment for even having these conversations with you. I would turn my pain into a testimony. I would turn my pain into a purpose. I will make sure that I take the needles out of me to make sure that they stitch you up and they heal you. That is the reason why I'm unveiled. That is the reason why I want to have these conversations with you. And that's why perspective is super important. And it will mean so much to me if you would just pay that forward. Let someone in on some of the key points we had in this conversation. Just do what you need need to do for others or just go back to your own personal life and say, you know what, I need to make some adjustments. And that is how we break these generational curses and these continuing brokenhearted people. We can really change things around with that perspective, with that mindset. Whew, it's kind of heavy. Is it? No, it wasn't? Well, eh, I'm indifferent. You know, I don't like crying, so it's not really my thing. I know. But to me, I'm a thug, and I got face tats, you know, even if you can't see it. And what I say is just I have concealer over it. That's why you can't see my face tats. But thank you for listening. You know, like I told you before, these conversations are therapeutic for me, and I just I want to help other people, even if it means sometimes that I get a little choked up. But I'm going to go ahead and say this, and I want you to lean in. If you tell anybody that I cried today... I'm going to deny it. I, I hope you heard it because I'm not saying it again. Mm-mm, can't screenshot that because it was verbal. <laughs> Woo, my goodness. This was necessary. It had to be because I didn't plan to go there. I literally was going to call you just tell you about the five love languages and keep it chucking and let you know, go out there and get them, tiger. I wasn't going to dig into my own purse, but now that I did, okay. I pray you got something out of it. I know I did. That was... That's a nice little breakthrough for me. But as my good, good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. I'm going to go ahead and go wipe these thug tears from my eyes because it was raining on my um, eyelashes, and I don't know why the rain forecast didn't tell me that. But, okay, I'm going to call you back later. (laughs) Don't laugh at me. All right, later.